Grand Awakening Goddesses and Awakened Gods, it's your goddess here, Goddess Life, the People's Goddess, giving you insight and wisdom on spiritual technology and practical techniques for today's modern goddesses and awakened gods to manifest the desires of your heart into your 3D physical reality. Always keeping it sage and hood, I inspire you to master your power to manifest your intentions with clarity. I am your favorite podcaster. And thank you for joining me here on Lighthouse to Goddess Life. As we continue to elevate, my only obligation is to tell it straight. I have decided that I'm going to do some changes to the way that um, the formatting, the way that I've been presenting the podcast from before. I feel like the first few episodes were foundational episodes. This was kind of giving you an introduction to um, how I view the manifestation process, um, the importance of frequency vibration, and just some of the fundamentals. Now, I also am giving you this as your favorite manifest enthusiast on my Instagram page. It is goddess underscore life, L-Y-P-H-E. You can go there and I've got um, series and several many videos um, that talk about manifesting your intentions with clarity um, with my It's Time to Talk About series which gives you, you know, the spiritual technology, practical techniques on manifesting your intentions with clarity and some healing videos as well. And I've um, also, I have um, Cake Life videos on my Instagram page as well. And so with that is... Um, it's kind of a different aspect to the same thing. I always tell my followers that the material that I come up with to teach on or to speak on, it comes from my personal life experiences. The things that I had, you know, experienced in life and that brought me to these spiritual inspirations and epiphanies. So I don't want anyone to ever, ever think that I'm... You know, I'm just some kind of being that's just sitting up here talking spiritual talk and don't ever, you know, go through anything. I've been through quite a, quite a bit of things in my lifetime and it's been just here in the past, you know, well, off and on, well, I say my sp spiritual journey began around uh, 2013, you know, consciously, right? And um, it's just been some things off and on that I've been putting together over the years that have led me to certain um, aspects or ways of thinking. So what I want to do now with this podcast is kind of go from a less a more, um, go from being less structured as teaching topics per se because you can get that on my Instagram page I want to move more into talking more sharing more of my life experiences and my life history with you I've always said I feel like that if anyone could benefit or gain or learn something from me or avoid making some of the missteps that I have made or see the light in some of the darkness that then it would have all been worth it 
all of the things that I've been through. So I'm feeling um, led to share more um, personal um, experiences with my audience here on the podcast, Lighthouse to Goddess Life, and my life history, and um, shed some light on how um, Goddess Life actually came to be some of the trials and tribulations that I've gone through some of the struggles so I'm thinking the best way to kind of do that and and also always to be as authentic as I possibly can be right to be as open as I can be because I feel like you know experience brings wisdom experience is a really good teacher So what I'm feeling like is that I'm going to combine um, what I've done on my Instagram page with Goddess Life and it's the time to talk about topics and uh, healing topics and combine that with the cake life which I have hood tales and we say hood stands for handling overcoming obstacles divinely. So that you could be, you know, the sage, which is supernatural, agape goddess energy or God energy, hood, God or goddess that you were meant to be, right? Um, Also, Cake Life is an energy hacker. And also, I speak of piece of cake. And that kind of really gives you the lowdown on the practical experiences of cake, which is me, and I'll explain that in a moment, that led me to the spiritual epiphanies of Goddess Life, which is also me. So I'm I'm trying to give you this 360 view of who I am and what I'm here to do, my purpose and my vision and my mission, um, all combined on the podcast so it'll be a little bit different instead of just giving you know lessons um, I kind of want to engage with you all a little bit more on a personal level so what's this goddess life and what's this cake stuff well real quickly let me just kind of um, break this down kind of reiterate I feel like in one of the earlier episodes if you go back and listen to the episodes um, I kind of spoke on this but I'll be happy to explain it again so we'll be up to speed for this episode. Um, The goddess life is really, you know, started out as, um, I guess, a brand that I, I was putting together, right? And from that, I began to um, branch out with myself. I don't know how to explain that. It was just expansion I guess would be the thing to call it and so really quickly um, when I was a baby I was born where I'm living right now in Philadelphia Pennsylvania but I did not grow up here I grew up in Texas but um, tragically I was adopted um, after my father was tragically murdered when I was seven months old and so my father's people adopted me and moved me to Texas where I grew up so I didn't stay in Philly very long but the short time that my father was here knew me (laughs) um, 
When I was a baby, the, as the story goes, when I was a baby, my father said I looked so sweet like his favorite dessert, which was cake. So he nicknamed me and was calling me Cakehead. And um, eventually a family member pulled him aside and said, listen, you can't keep calling that baby Cakehead. People are going to think something's wrong with her head. So it my nickname transitioned to cake cake and then it became KK over the years so it wasn't until actually I came back to Philly a couple of years ago to uh, live with spend some time and get to know my biological mother that I got the actual story and found out that my original nickname was cake and I was a little irritated about that because I had grown up, you know, all of my aware kindness in life being called KK, which was fine. It was cute, but I would have loved to have been being called Cake. So I am taking the name back and I'm spelling it capital K, lowercase a, capital K, lowercase e, and then adding the other things to it that kind of give more descriptive uh, meaning behind, you know, what I'm using the name for. But spelling it that way, I feel like I'm honoring both my original nickname, Cake, and what my nickname transitioned into being, KK which most people know me by but I just think cake is so cute I want to uh, incorporate it in my life and so I did and so I have so we are about to get into some subject matter this is something that I briefly touch on on um, hood tales with cake um, and we're going to talk about it this was a spell of time in my life that really um, was a catalyst to me becoming what I am now becoming and it was a very trying and painful uh, time in my life where I was essentially in a relationship with someone with narcissistic behaviors and so since I am not a doctor in any kind of way I cannot diagnose this individual but from what I understand and from what I read and from what I've experienced I feel comfortable that I can label this experience as, uh, the way that this person was being is someone with narcissistic tendencies or narcissistic behaviors so I want to talk about that a little bit um, that it was very instrumental that particular journey um, we have a society where or I mean just worldwide maybe not just our society but there is a lot of you know toxicity um, in many aspects and facets of our lives and there is also you know it's it seems to be very popular and accepted to be in toxic relationships so I just want to give an account on the toxicity that I experienced and but how that brought me into my spiritual growth so without any further ado Let's get it. Are you with it? Are you with it? 
If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. G-O-D-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-L-G-O-D-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E. The goal's ascension. Frequency high with vibration can change my life, my heart's desires. I won't change, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed. Careful what you think and say, all them things can come your way. Words of doubt and defeat of circumstances you will meet. No matter how bad things seem, set an intention with clarity. I'm not perfect, but I'm right. People buy no rules every night. I still get depressed. Yeah, that's true. With the low frequency attitude, I am spirit in the real. I can lose control over how I feel. Overwhelmed with thoughts of contrast, changing focus, and it can't last. Focus on my life and my dreams, tapping into source energy. Goals ascension. Frequency high with vibration can change my life, my heart's desires. I won't change, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed goddess life. The goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed goddess life. The goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed talking, meditate, create. Jamming out to music Doesn't really matter how often you use it Now the whole universe I had to learn how to trust Plus, being a hood say God is for sure is a fucking must Plus, I keep my balance to support my life's habits I say love yours, peace, harmony, energy And it is not a challenge Still with source, one-on-one I still playing at night for fun So if you ain't got no money Go and manifest some G O. D D E S S L Y P H E G O T D E S S L Y P H E The goal's ascension Frequency high with vibration Can change your life, my heart's desires I won't change, just the goddess life All the blessed, blessed goddess life Goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed. I've had problems up to here, crazy thought life between my ears, telling me the kind of things that come from fear. Allow my energy to flow, manifest from love. I know by your stuff, I like to thank. If you really though. I remember like yesterday when I couldn't see the day when I would finally see my inner goddess. Whoa, damn, it's been a long road and I cannot sell my soul. I'm glad my higher self, they really love me so. They let this goddess know. My higher self told me so. She let this goddess know that if you ain't got no money, go and manifest some.
Welcome to Lighthouse to Goddess Life. That song that you just heard is a song that I wrote. It is, um, I wrote, I think, in the summer of 2020. And it is to the music Glamorous Life, made famous and popular by the one and only Fergie right miss stacy ferguson uh formerly of the uh what was the group the black eyed peas i think this is a great opportunity without going too far back in the past and without this being too long and drawn out i think starting with talking about the ideology of this song and and how and when it came about and when I finally put it down and when I made a video I think we'll talk about that because that has a lot to do with this um, it, it it really exemplifies really this relationship that I had um, with this uh, partner with with narcissistic behaviors um, like I said you know I wrote it in the summer of 2020 you know we had a lot of time on our hands in 2020 as the way that my life was set up then and I will talk about that I just feel like this episode is going to be really long if I go into the history of it all but um, suffice to say that um, we had a very rough landing coming into 2020 um, when I say we I'm speaking of myself and I do have five children, but I was traveling for work with four of my five children. I guess I can just tell you really quickly. We left um, Houston, Texas, where I, where I would say that I'm from, right? And I am a former ultrasound technologist. So we have the option as ultrasound techs to take uh, travel assignments, you know, contract temporary assignments, make a lot of money go back to where we came from, spend a lot of money, you know, that kind of thing. Well, um, we were in um, a dire situation. Um, let's just leave it at that. And I took my children with me. I have five children, various age, you know, big spread, right? So I have older ones, I have middle one, like teenager, and I have littles. So um, my older, my oldest came with me to help me with the middle and the littles. So we moved to, or we went to uh, Columbus, Ohio, where I proceeded about the business of, you know, getting our lives back together, right? And that happened, and I was able to go from a temporary position working into a full-time position. I secured us a house and a vehicle and me a paycheck, and none of these things did I have prior. Long story. I'll tell it another time. <laughs> Unfortunately, things wound up not lasting in Ohio and Columbus, so the decision was made in a uh, early 2020 to come to Philadelphia here I kind of dug that idea because like I said I was adopted as a baby I got to know um and in a long distance relationship I would say my biological mother over the years and so this was an opportunity to to come to Philly and really immerse in who I am and where I came from and really spend some quality time 
with my biological mother. I have um, four brothers and sisters and um, a whole heap of family, right? But little did I know that we were going to run head on into, you know, meet with a pandemic. So really nothing turned out the way that it was planned, you know, best, best laid plans, right? So we, when I say we, again, me and my children at this time, I separated from, from my partner at the time, the relationship, um, I let that go. And we stayed in Columbus for almost two years. And then we had to, you know, I made the decision to leave Columbus and come here. Well, when I got here, we were here for, you know, a couple of weeks before the pandemic with lockdowns and regulations and all these things hit. So that kind of obliterated plans that I had. And to be honest with you, I was afraid to go um, find a hospital job being a single mom and I've got young kids and living with my elderly mother um, we just kind of was going to ride it out and use you know on the savings that I had well make a long story short it came to pass that it was actually time to leave my mother's <laughs> my biological mom's residence where we had were staying and had stayed there a little bit longer than we had all decided that was going to be um, to no uh, responsibility of anyone. It was just just the nature of the time with the pandemic and all. So um, my oldest son was an activist in Columbus, Ohio, and he was able to um, kind of transfer into another activist organization once we got here to Philly. And he had been working with this organization, you know, for that couple of two, three weeks before, um, or as we, as we transition into this pandemic. And the organization would ask my son, um, you know, does anybody need anything? Is there anything we can band together and help with? And uh, my son, you know, passed that on along to me. And I said, well, yes, you know, we need to find someone who we can rent a house from and a buy owner because my efforts to rent a home um, were all thwarted because we had to go through, you know, brokers and whatnot. And there's no room to explain anything in that case. In other words, the homeowner would hire um, or however they would get into relationship with a real estate firm to rent out their home for them. So the firm would take care of all of the leasing and all of the credit checking and all of the work history, you know, all of those things. So I had not secured uh, another position. I just wanted to get my family into our own space so that did not work out um like i said that leaves little room for any explanations of anything so as i was new to the city i hadn't gotten a job yet and that was a big major thing they most um of these brokers wanted to get uh proof <laughs> that you were working and that you will be con that you'll continue to be working and the deposits went from first and last months to they wanted four months deposit up front it just got kind of um, astronomical and 
not doable. So I told my son, you know, when the group asks you again, let them know that, you know, I have the funds. I just need to rent a home through, you know, deal with one-on-one with the homeowner. So what was presented to us was a whole nother, took us down a whole nother road and um, essentially changed our lives. So as it was, there was an activist and her name was Jennifer Bennett and uh, Jennifer Bennett has passed away. But she was a um, activist for for the homelessness and her she kind of went at PHA. I'm not so went at, but she challenged PHA um, quite often about their practices and the amount of abandoned homes that were here in Philly that no one was fixing up versus, you know, the homeless population, the demand for it. And there was also this thing that was going on where homes were allowed to become dilapidated so that they were too expensive to, um, or this was allegedly, right? Let me say that. Allegedly, this is what was kind of happening. They were too expensive for uh, PHA to fix up according to their guidelines or whatnot. So these homes were being sold essentially to um, people who were flipping them. And sometimes these new um, homeowners would allow uh, Section 8 vouchers and or whatever, right? So that's a whole nother thing. What Jennifer Bennett was doing, though, is she helped nine families, my family being one of them. She was opening and letting us into these abandoned PHA homes. Um, and essentially, these families, including mine, were becoming squatters. So that is how we transitioned from my mother's one bedroom apartment where she began, you know, being uncomfortable with all of us being there. It was just too many people in the place, right? I understood. Um, And I had um, younger children. And as it turns out, my youngest um, has been recently diagnosed with autism. But he was definitely displaying autistic behaviors while we were at my biological mother's home. And it, it got to be a bit much. And I understood that. So um, I was eager to move forward. So I, I went with this option of becoming a squatter. You know, I researched and all of these things. And no, I wasn't 100% comfortable with it, but it was an option. And we needed uh, an option. So we took it. Um, so I moved into this abandoned property. Well, it it first needed to be completely cleared and cleaned out it had become the trap house um, and just local vagrants set up on the street very quiet street you know other homeowners on the street and at the end of this street there was this home that we are now living in I still live here with my children Um, it's due to Jennifer Bennett's diligence um, efforts and her sheer determination the homes that she opened for homeless families to occupy have now become part of this um, Philadelphia land trust so we are here now legally <laughs> the, and uh, 
I have her to eternally thank, will forever be grateful to Jennifer Bennett and her associates um, for their um, dedication and their courage, most of all. So um, I do have a, a dedication that I put up to Jennifer Bennett on my Instagram page at goddess underscore life L-Y-P-H-E I encourage you to go check it out so you can get some more background information because it's truly a harrowing story I think that I did um, three interviews um, two with Vibe and one with the local um, publication here in Philadelphia I can't remember the name of it I'm not from here so I'm not sure remember what it was called but I do remember during all of the activism, you know, the height of the activism during the summer of 2020, when we were dealing with um, George Floyd um, cases and um, Ahmaud Aubrey and um, a few other things that had happened, you know, there's just that, that fiery time in our history when there were so many riots and things of that nature um, as we were dealing with you know Bruce police complaints of police brutality and unfairness to black and brown people the homelessness situation also became um, under the magnifying glass so essentially my family and I were a part of history and it's been documented by these interviews that I had done so um, yes yeah, so we my children and I moved into this home I had you know furniture from my other house that was in a U-Haul we moved it all in we moved in here everything was fine we were never um, we were never um, threatened by PHA or, or the police or anything like that. Um, we were able to live here peacefully. Now, we didn't know it was going to be a peaceful existence here. So we were kind of nervous, a little bit on edge, but it actually wound up working out for us very well. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, as, however, this pandemic was worsening and we were seeing the numbers from it and at the time, I was um, overweight and, you know, I just felt like I was exactly the type of uh, meal COVID was looking for. So I was very afraid, um, very traumatized and very afraid by the whole situation. You know, even though I had older kids and younger children, I didn't want to take any risks with my health or my life. Um, and I didn't. So what I wound up doing, which <sighs> I've forgiven myself, but I will always regret it. I wound up calling my children's father, the youngest two children's father, the one with the narcissistic tendencies, behaviors, um, from Texas and flew him here to Philly to be with us. Um, I just felt more comfortable having another parent here, their other parent here and just felt a little bit more secure in this area of town that I was in or am in is not exactly or wasn't the safest place to be so I just was uneasy about a lot of our situation I freaked out I panicked and I called him to come and be with us and almost I mean it wasn't very long after he 
joined us that I clearly remembered why I left him before. So let's get back to this song. So yes, we're all in the house together um, going through this pandemic. Of course, there's always a honeymoon phase, right? And um, that when it began to wear away, (laughs) I kind of just went into myself and I was getting this um, tug from the divine, from spirit, right? I was getting what I now refer to as downloads. And I was getting messages from what I now know is my intuition that things needed to change that I had a mission and a purpose I was developing a vision and I would talk about you know starting a podcast with all of the socio-political things that were going on at the time I just started to feel more you know spiritually led and and further more led to share spirituality I, I felt like that was you know, a a call, a a need for that. And I wanted to help fulfill that need. I hadn't, you know, predicted all that would come from there. But I can remember speaking with my, you know, then, I don't know, we weren't married. We weren't even engaged formally. My children's father, okay, Um, we did obviously you know sink back into a relationship between the two of us and it just wasn't harmonious or peaceful at all okay because there was a lot of um narcissistic interference let's just put it that way man loved to argue he loved to be you know to complain he loved to nitpick on me um he loved to criticize me and all kind of things so I was feeling led to start a podcast and he said um, he was going to start one too and we were going to you know cross collaborate and all this kind of thing and um, I actually started mine and he attempted to sabotage me many times and never started one himself that was when I was beginning to wake up to exactly what kind of person that he was. Well, I had sat down one day and I wrote this song, the Goddess Life song, the little snippet that you heard. I also uploaded the entire song um, here on my podcast, Lighthouse to Goddess Life. And I encourage you to check it out. I'm very proud of it. Um, I did actually eventually make a video to the song and that's on my Instagram page at goddess underscore life L-Y-P-H-E and I encourage you to go look at it there too but I, and also I want you to like it I have had you know some views on it but not a lot of likes so <laughs> if nothing more before the effort that I put into it it's entertaining the lyrics are great um you know, I think it sound pretty good. I think it look pretty good. So if you go check it out, please like it. <laughs> but there, if you recall, um, on 
Fergie's original rendition of Glamorous Life, um, there is a rap breakdown part done by Ludacris. So I asked this man, I said, can you do the rap part for me? You want to collaborate with me? Help me with this thing. Because he used to, you know, do music. But he stopped, you know, doing music because of some mild betrayal or betrayal. Okay, I'm not going to downplay his betrayal. There was something that went on in his past that didn't have anything just before we met that um, caused him not to want to do music anymore. So I'm trying to, you know, breathe some life back into him as far as his creative efforts go because he was just so rigid and angry and pent up and stressed out all of the time and so I thought if I could get him to working with me on some creative projects that would you know bring him back to life um, I and that's and that's the thing folks goddesses and awaken gods I tried <laughs> I kept on I noticed that there was something not quite right I didn't put a label on it because I didn't know what it was. The word narcissist came out of my son's mouth one night. My oldest son, he was about 26 or 25 at the time. And um, me and this guy were in uh, yet another one of our arguments. And my son came in because he didn't like some of the things that he had heard coming out of his mouth towards me, his mother. And um, because of the behavior that he was displaying at this time and because of the things that we had experienced prior to and the things that he has said and the ways that he had of being, my son said, you know what, I think you have um, MPD. And I'm like, what's that? What's that? Because I had been trying to put my finger on it. I just didn't know. Not to say that I hadn't dated other men with personality disorders before I had most of them had them okay but this was this was something new this was different you know what I mean it was so complex and I didn't know you know even where to start with trying to figure out what his problem was and when my son said that I said what is that what's that and he said well I'm not trying to diagnose anybody but I think he's narcissistic well I had a friend I have a very dear friend she lives in Texas and um, for years she has been complaining about her husband and she referred to him several many times as a narcissist and I would have her you know so I, I began thinking you know of the stuff that she would tell me about her husband and and the experiences that she was having and some of the stuff he would say all in that moment it all came together my observations the things that he talks about the ways of beings that he had my friends observations of her husband's and experiences she had um, and and then that coming out of my child's mouth it all clicked and I said, okay, that's probably what we're dealing with. And so, but identifying someone's narcissistic behaviors and separating yourself from that person, two totally different things. But back to the song. Um, I had written this song, like I said, and I wanted... Um, I, all but the, this rap breakdown part. Well, uh he could he procrastinated um he didn't say that he wasn't going to do it or he might have 
and I'm still trying to talk him into doing his song. It's going to be a project we're going to do together and all this other type of stuff. And he just wasn't at all fucking interested, okay? So, um, oh, by the way, I do, you know, use language from here, you know, from time to time. And so I'm going to tell you guys, like I tell my friends that I talk to, you know, don't put me on speakerphone with your kids in the car. So basically, that's what I'm going to tell you. Don't put me on speakerphone with with sensitive ears in the car. And if you have sensitive ears, then I'm probably not your podcaster. Because I am going to be who I am. And there's language involved in that. Okay? Okay. Love ya. Um, I had <laughs> I had asked him, you know, several times, but he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't get past his trauma and that kind of thing. So in the interim... I have to sidestep and, te- and say this part because this this was um, critical. This was critical. It was when, um, I think it was, what was it, July 4th, I think 2020, when Disney Plus took on the musical Hamilton. Now, I had heard about Hamilton. Now, I was late, late, late to the party on that because I had been being pent up with a narcissist or someone who displayed narcissistic behaviors, we had been together um, about nine, eight or nine years before I had left to go to Ohio. Took a break for two, got back together. Okay, so this was a long-term relationship. I had two children with this man. Anyway, I was nothing more than um, his prisoner. Okay, so I didn't know of a lot of things that had transpired because everything was about him what he what his interests were what he liked that's what we did he didn't like to go out much so we didn't he didn't like to watch you know i love musicals he did not do that with me um i think i got him to watch one thing um and that was about it but uh finally anyway this we were all in the house nowhere to go try something new i was able to get this hamilton viewed oh my god Lin-Manuel Miranda is a genius. I loved it. I loved it. I love the idea of this minority man sitting down and composing this masterful, amazing musical that was so contemporary and so now with these and then and then putting together a visual with identifiable, relatable actors and actresses in it. Pure genius. I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. Their vocals, the way those songs were sang, you know, um, by by the cast. I had to, I had every day when I cook breakfast, I'm telling Alexa to play the Hamilton soundtrack. It brought me peace and it brought me some joy in a situation that was... Um, quickly becoming, you know, very depressing, very, very depressing. Um, and that that was an outlet for me. Plus, I was so inspired by LMM and the way that he just sat down and he wrote it. And some of the songs that I feel like in the musical um, was a, a, spoke to not only the determination of Alexander Hamilton, but I also felt like it spoke to the determination of Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
and in that he had to be diligent and determined with all of that material I can't imagine I know that it took him some years to write that but damn what a masterpiece so I respected the shit out of all of that and I kind of took you know a couple of pages from Lin-Manuel's Miranda's book and sat down I wrote this song and not only did that while I'm waiting on my you know man at the time to help with with his bars or whatever I'm learning Hamilton because I'm developing a life a, a, a fantasy a dream something was living on the inside of me because of that um, I was practicing those songs if nothing more just to to be able to sing like that and it brought something out of me it brought the realization out of me that I had a hell of a voice that I haven't been using and that when I put my mind to something I can make achievements that I never thought I could do and so I was I just I immersed in it I I allowed it to carry me from one way of feeling about myself to another way of of being and um, as I continued on I think it took it really I actually didn't sing the song you know record it and do the video it was almost two years later because of all the drama and whatnot I had to go through and battling of myself and my self-esteem and that kind of thing but the more I sung those songs from for from the musical Hamilton the more that I um, understood and 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 took on those aspects and perceptions of the characters of that play of that musical and their behaviors and and understanding what drives people understanding what you know motivates and how to take on momentum and despite all opposition do something that nobody thinks you can do and that was a major driving force. Um, I have to give it to him. It was Hamilton. I love freaking Hamilton to this day. I can sing every one of those songs on the musical. I found this uh, karaoke app and I started, you know, practicing and putting some songs down on that. And that's me singing in the public. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they rank you on that, this karaoke app that I'm on. And, you know, other songs too, because I really dig singing. And um, this man, you know, that I was with, my children's father, yes. Narcissistic, allegedly, yes. Um, not only did he not ever compliment me, like I didn't know if I was doing a good job or not. Because he wasn't into praise. He wasn't into, you know, complimenting. So it was almost like it was annoying to him that I was doing these things. But anyway, I had to do what I had to do. Um, for my sanity, for my mental well-being, you know, for as an older woman who has always had, you know, dreams, I'm not really and have never been into like just letting my life pass me by and not ever trying anything. I just needed to build up that courage. I just needed to build up the self-esteem. And unfortunately, 
was not really good at surrounding myself with people who would facilitate that. So I had to dig deep at some point and I had to do that for myself. And I did. And another thing I had to do for my damn self was write the rap part and um, perform the rap part of the song that I wrote because he never did. (laughs) It just was so discouraging. And so by the time that I have finally put down this song, in other words, recorded it, planned out the video, carried out a whole video, um, we were broken up. We were broken up, and I'll tell you uh, what interestingly and unfortunately would let what began to like wake me up. There was um there was somebody that I used to listen to years prior. I had a traumatic event, and I was looking for like a mentor or something. I ran across this lady, um, and that's another story for another time. So I don't want to get into that one too much, but. She used to say, before the change comes the shock. And there definitely, um, as I was beginning to wake up, and now this was probably a year and a half into me accepting this man back into my my children's lives. And almost the entire time it had been hellacious. And at this particular time, this man with these narcissistic behaviors was not only arguing with me on a regular basis, he has started taking to the damn streets. Okay, so by this time, the scare from COVID was lifting a little bit, right? And people were going back out again, masked up and sure and all that, right? Well, for some odd reason, I never really noticed these cycles that he would go through until this point. And when he started taking to the streets here in Philadelphia... I said, oh, no, this is, he's not. And when I say taken to the streets, I'm talking about he had to go out and be in the damn streets. He had to go be so social. Um, his neighbor next door here, he had to go and always do things with and for. And then it began to become, you know, we hanging out all night long or whatever under the guise of hustling or whatever, right? He hustle man, but he never had no money. That type of shit. He was going out in the streets and I wasn't comfortable with it I finally said something about it because it still was COVID time like it wasn't as bad as it had been before but it was still COVID time so I'm like I don't know where you're at in people's houses and people's faces and you coming back up in here you're defeating the whole purpose for you being here which was to you know help ensure our safety you're becoming a hazard so you know every sunday morning it had become a habit we had to have a screaming fight screaming crying me screaming and crying fight because you know he was going to the streets and he eventually began staying out all night long wasn't answering his phone unfortunately like what was happening when we were back in texas So I finally woke up to the fact that, you know, this was a cyclic behavior and this is just something that he was going to be fucking doing. And either I was going to go along with it or I was going to put my foot down and um, in this relationship because there was no telling you can't tell grown people shit. So there was no telling him, you know, I did tell him I didn't like all the street activities, but 
he was still going in the streets. He was for the streets, wanted to be in the streets. So, um, you know, I had to let him go, you know, do that. So I just got into myself. I started the podcast. I have written a song, but I held on to it. You know, I didn't have the courage yet or self-esteem to really like sing it and record it and stuff like that till later. I um, began Goddess Life, you know, the podcast, and I began Goddess Life, a business, an LLC, um, which he turned, you know, looked down his nose at me at. He would not help me put anything together, not a website, not, and I'm not, you know, tech savvy, and he was, he said that he was, but every time it came time, and he also said he was going to help me with the computer stuff, the technical stuff, Um, but when it came down to doing it, he never did, not only that, he would sabotage me by beginning an argument and frustrating me to the point where I would just be in tears trying to figure this out how to do this and how to do that and then frustrated because he wasn't he wasn't helping me like he said he would but guess what I kept on I taught myself many skills I kept going I kept going and I kept going and I kept creating without his support without his help much many times to his criticism and then upsetting me by being for the streets so um it came a day you know it came to pass at a moment where I looked at myself you know I didn't used to look at myself in the mirror and I finally looked at myself in the mirror and and just cried one day and I'm like you know what I have to learn how to love myself maybe I am expecting too much of another human being I mean damn that he was my partner my children's father anything like that he's another person and so I, I realized one day that I was expecting him to give me things that I should give myself like love and attention adoration appreciation you know what I'm saying and so I began um doing video talks a series that's when I began it's time to talk about and my first it's time to talk about um episode for my Instagram page goddess underscore life l-y-p-h-e check it out was it's time to talk about how to love yourself and it was just a little short talk. I I did a little, you know, put it down or whatever. And um, that's when things started to change. When I committed to self-love and actually taking that attention away from this man and putting it into myself, when he would leave to go be in the streets, I would either, you know, sing a song on my little karaoke app that I had or write and research topics of spirituality. I told you I was getting these downloads and, and, and my intuition was speaking to me. So I began to, you know, research different topics because once I did the first one, it was like, oh, I really like this. I want to do more and um, began doing series. And then that led to other things. Right. But, um, it was something about that self-love and then me actually 
giving myself love, I began to notice the changes that started happening in my life. It, 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 the only way I could describe it is it was purely magical. So instead of sitting up crying and worrying about and not being able to get this man on the phone when he was in the streets, I never called him anymore. I never worried about him. And I definitely stopped crying about him and his behaviors. And I began to pour that energy into myself. And that's when things really took off. Well, I'm going to leave you hanging right here. I will pick up on the next episode more about how um, the talks began to grow into and take a life on of their own and how that, you know, extended the goddess life and and other things that I began doing from there. Then um, we'll talk about this shock that happened that caused a major change and um, what happened and we'll talk about um, where I went from there after the shock and how I severed the relationship with this man with these narcissistic tendencies and behaviors and how he stayed here in the home with us a whole nother year essentially (laughs) torturing me (laughs) for leaving him trying to force me to change my mind and how all of that went but I'm gonna let it let it in for right now right here I hope that you enjoyed this new way um, of uh, doing this podcast I think I'm gonna stick to it I enjoyed it Um, I hope this helped somebody and as we continue to go on come back Come back for each and every more episode after this. I'm going to take you directly on this spiritual journey as I took it step by step. And I hope that this, you know, helps you find what you're looking for. And if you follow your intuition, you will. And remember, love yields peaceful, harmonious energy. Collective love. Until next time, goddesses bless. Are you with it? Are you with it? If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. If you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. G-O-D-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S. G-O-D-D-E-S-S-L-Y-P-H-E-S-S. P-H-E, the goal's ascension, frequency high with vibration, can change my life, my heart's desires, I won't change, it's the goddess life, all the blessed blessed, goddess life, the goddess life, it's the goddess life, all the blessed blessed, goddess life, the goddess life, it's the goddess life. All the blessed, blessed. Careful what you think and say. All them things can come your way. Words of doubt and defeat of circumstances you will meet. No matter how bad things seem, set an intention with clarity. I'm not perfect, but I'm right. 
to provide no rules every night. I still get depressed. Yeah, that's true. With the low frequency attitude, I am spirit in the real. I can lose control over how I feel. Overwhelmed with thoughts of contrast. Changing focus and it can't last. Focus on my life and my dreams. Tapping into source energy. Goes ascension. Frequency high with vibration. Can change my life, my heart's desires. I won't change, just the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed. Goddess life, the goddess life. It's the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed. Goddess life, the goddess life. It's the goddess life. All the blessed, the blessed. Talking, meditate, create, jamming out to music. Doesn't really matter how often you use it. Now the whole universe I had to learn how to trust. Plus, being a hood say God is for sure is a fucking must. Plus, I keep my balance to support my life's habits. I say love yours, peace, harmony, energy, and it is not a challenge. Deal with source one-on-one. I still playing at night for fun. So if you ain't got no money, go and manifest some. G-O-D-D-E-S-S L Y P H E N G O T D E S S L Y P H E The goes ascension Frequency high with vibration can change your life, my heart's desires. I won't change just the goddess life. All the blessed bless goddess life. The goddess life. It's the goddess life. Oh, the blessed, blessed goddess life. The goddess life. It's the goddess life. Oh, the blessed, blessed. I've had problems up to here, crazy thought life between my ears, telling me the kind of things that come from fear. Allow my energy to flow, manifest from love I know. By your stuff I like to thank, if you really though. I remember like yesterday when I couldn't see the day when I would finally see my inner goddess woke. Damn, it's been a long road and I cannot sell my soul. I'm glad my higher self, they really love me so. They let this goddess know. My higher self told me so. She let this goddess know that if you ain't got no money, go and manifest some.